Hello everyone, Eldon Yoder here with Conversations with Yoder's Farm. Lowell and I are going to do a quick podcast episode today, recapping where we are in the season, the strawberry season uh, thus far this year, kind of how things have gone and uh, kind of the end game, I guess, for our spring season. And then I think we're going to talk a little bit about strawberry varieties. So, Lowell, how has the season gone this far, thus far this year? Um, I think it's been a good season. We are, you know, you kind of cross, you have several levels. You have poor, fair, good, very good, and excellent. Yeah. And I'd say we're we're in the good uh, part right now, and I guess there's always potential to move it along to very good. Yeah. I don't know that we'll hit excellent this season, but yeah, it's, it's overall been a good year. Yeah, and probably on the poorer end of the scale would be like some years like we've had in the last couple years where it's rained quite a bit. We've had a lot of issues with disease and and stuff like that. But this year has been fairly dry, which has been fairly nice. Uh, We've got had a couple weekends where it rained. We wouldn't have liked it. We would have liked if it hadn't, but uh, that's kind of the... The cards we were dealt this year, and it's it's like you say, been a pretty good year so far. Yeah, I think when we were recording last time, there was uh, rain drumming on the roof, as I remember. That's and right. That was really the last um, big rain we've had. We had a shower or so in between, but but not too much. It's actually kind of dusty. <laughs> yeah, well, it there. is dusty, sure enough. But I'm not going to complain because that actually works out. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable for us, and... Uh, blows dust around where we wish it wouldn't but it actually is pretty good strawberry growing weather uh, you can irrigate a whole lot easier than you can uh unirrigate yeah i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> pump out your rose yeah there's been a fair fair amount of the that the times that it did rain this year so anyway yeah it's the um, probably the we wish it wouldn't be quite so hot right now. It's about 117 degrees, or at least it feels that way. I think it's only about, what, 90 couple, yeah, maybe? Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it's it's been a very, well, warm couple of days and looks like going to be warm for the next, yeah. at least, week or Which can days. really push uh, ripening of berries, can't it? Yeah, or, and it, it sort of sh- can start shutting things down, too, yeah. which, I mean, we're in the end game. We're in the final couple weeks of the pick urn yeah. patch, um, so that's, you know. This week is Memorial uh, Day weekend, I guess. Correct. I think I said that wrong, or it felt wrong, but anyway, Memorial Day is on Monday. Uh, we generally have a fair amount of people out here. Over Memorial Day, and, and this year it happens to be kind of uh, towards the tail end of our, not the tail end, but the slowing down, slow slower part of the season. Is that Yeah, we talked it? about, you know, these strawberries, it's it's kind of a, a build-up, there's a peak, and then it tapers towards the end, and we're somewhere on that taper yeah. towards the end. Uh, I was actually surprised um, the last couple of days, picking has actually been pretty good for this time of the year. Yeah, uh, it's the time of the year for the patient picker. Uh, you know, you're not going to just run out there and and see berries hanging down off the edges of the rows and grab big plump berries and fill your bucket in five minutes. Yeah. But a good picker, uh, like we've talked about before, they'll move the leaves. They'll look up under the plants. 
And if you're patient and just stick at it, you'll fill your bucket up. And, yeah. Uh, get a lot of berries that the other people have missed. Yeah, we're definitely still seeing uh, a lot of really nice berries coming out of the patch. And but you usually can tell the difference. Uh, someone coming up to the stand, if it's if it's an experienced strawberry sure. picker, yeah. uh, you see the quality of the fruit, and uh, you say, "Oh yeah, you picked before." Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, that's kind of a recap of where we are in the season. We probably have what a week and a half, two weeks, probably something like that. And actually, I'm kind of curious to see what this, uh, you know, ninety plus degree heat yeah. is going to do to the patch. One thing it does do, it really slows the Picayune traffic down in the afternoon. So, yeah. which I don't blame people. It's crazy morning, hot. Mornings tend to be yeah. Like kind this of morning busy. was was busy, and uh, then about lunchtime it really cleared out. Which yeah, I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Very good. So, why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about varieties? Maybe uh, give us a rundown of some of the large larger varieties larger quantity of varieties i'm saying all kinds of things wrong but uh That's okay let's talk about the ones we you're, grow you're running on low sleep so well. let's talk about the ones we grow and maybe if there's some that are interesting to you okay uh, we can talk about those too so yeah varieties um this year we i believe we only have four varieties at least of any consequence in our in yeah. our field so varieties, I'm I'm really a variety uh, uh, geek, I guess. Uh, I I real this is the part of strawberry. Yeah, it's fascinating that I enjoy. Uh, I love tinkering with new varieties. Um, I'm, I like reading uh, the catalogs and the the blogs and the papers about new varieties and so forth. Anyway. All that to be said, it's probably it's probably my weakness. And in years past, I've tried probably too many. Uh, we've had seven, eight, nine different varieties and uh, so forth. But you know, that's sort of how we have to figure out what works for us because we're in a little bit of a different place than you know a lot of people are in Florida or California or right. North South Carolina, and it's just a different climate. Yeah, so and, we, and even uh, you know, you look at the state of Virginia, we're not down east virginia beach area it's a warmer climate down mm-hmm. there they can grow some things that that we can't hear or varieties do better down there than yeah. they do here we're kind of in a transition area of course we're not the cold mountains either so um, we need to find what works here all right so we've rambled about varieties yeah so what do we actually grow yeah so in our pick your and patch uh, we grow primarily chandlers that's an old tried and true pick your own variety it's very popular from uh north carolina on up to probably up into pennsylvania yeah i don't know if it's much farther north than that um it's it's an older variety i think it's uh i should have looked some of this stuff up maybe came out in the 80s i don't know i think it's a i think it's a california variety but i'm not 100 percent sure Anyway, it's kind of the the gold standard pick your own uh, strawberry. Um, people have been looking for a replacement for Chandler because while it it tastes great, it yields pretty well. It's a forgiving variety. Uh, it does have a few issues. Uh, one, it it doesn't hold up the best in the rain. Um, I would say it's not the worst in the rain, but it. Uh, 
it probably could do could do better. The plants tend to get at least here in our part of the world um, a little bigger than would be ideal. They um, they leaf out a lot more. Yeah, like. you're dealing with a large plant, and especially in wet years, that can trap a lot of moisture down uh, under the leaves. You can deal with then you know fruit problems yeah. down under all that moisture. It uh, the other problem with Chandler, it has a very sharp um, peak that we talked about. Oh, right, peak. It's not really a long, steady season. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It tends to peak, and I mean, if you have a field full of Chandlers and it's really warm, sometimes you can struggle to keep up. Yep, we have done that before. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a great variety, flavors outstanding, people like it, but there are some issues with it, and so you know, people have been trying to find an, a replacement for it for for some time. So that's one variety we grow in the pick your own patch. That's almost all of what we grow. Uh, this year, we did put another variety up in the Pickering patch. It's a variety that we've really come to like called Albion. This yeah. is a California variety. It's a day neutral, meaning that it's not a June-bearing variety. It, um, it's, Neither one of those terms mean much to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's it's more along the lines of an ever-bearing variety. In other words, it'll, it'll produce fruit over an extended period okay. of time. A June-bearing variety produces fruit in not June, but kind of around short, May, shorter, yeah, shorter window. Yeah. yeah. In other words, so would Chandler be a a June-bearing variety? Okay. Yeah, it, it's got a a defined floral period, and then it it moves fruits through those flowers, okay. and then it's sure. done. Yeah. Whereas the uh, what I call a day-neutral variety, it it produces flowers kind of kind of in waves but somewhat steady and it can you know if the weather stays moderate and albion can there's produce. still some flowers on albions right. out there now yeah we've yeah. picked albions into into july yeah uh and in a cooler place like up north father or over in the mountains you know you could pick albions probably quite a while into the summer interesting so it's yeah anyway that's called a day neutral variety we like Albion's um, flavor is extremely good, especially later into the season. Uh, the berry size is very nice. It's it's usually large, They're what, large twice berry. the size of a Chandler. I Can guess be. it varies a yeah. lot, but especially early in the season, they tend to get big, and then they yeah get a little smaller, just like everything else. Sure. The one, another interesting thing, the plant is smaller and it's a lot more open. They're easier to pick. Yeah. It seems like there's not as many stems on them. Um, like you can look in the pick your own patch. Right. It's very it's, obvious where the uh, Albion rose end and the Chandler rose start. Yeah, so that's just the nature of the plant. It's yeah. more open plants, easier to pick, and that's one of the disadvantages of Chandler. One of the advantages, I would say, most times of Albion. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. protect maybe as well from sun. Yeah, sun's called on the berries and so forth. So, okay, what are the weaknesses of Albion? Uh, it does not hold up well in rain. Uh, we said Chandler didn't. Well, Albion's worse. Hmm. Uh, those big berries, it does not take much water to get everywhere. The berry touches the plastic, you'll get you'll get rain damage. And yeah, 
So we, we increased our the number of albums we grow this year, but we knew that it was a little bit of a risk. And uh, sure enough, we had you know a couple rain episodes. We threw a lot of fruit away. We had to clean them up. And, you know, it's just the nature of... Yeah, I guess one good thing about the day-neutral part of that is that, you know, they can go and produce more... Right. ...and uh, make up for it, I guess. I guess. so. And, yeah, we do. We plan to pick them for a while yet. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the reasons we went through to the effort of cleaning off the bad fruit and uh, so it wouldn't hurt the fruit, which is to come. Yeah. But, uh, and... Probably they don't yield on the level of Chandler. I mean, maybe if you picked one from April through July, you could get the same yield, mm-hmm. or even later than that. But uh, so that's so. I've had people come in and you know they see the the great big Albion berries. Uh, maybe we picked in the wholesale patch and said, "Well, why don't you put that all in your pick your own patch?" Well, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, uh, we you wouldn't have get to the production. Out. Um, it just if we had a rainy, you know, a lot of rain, uh, it would just be a disaster. Yeah. And uh, on our peak busy days, we couldn't keep up with with demand. Yeah, I mean, we, we get already picked out very quickly. We already have problems with growing mm-hmm. on the chandlers we do. So. Yeah. Anyway, there's yeah, there's pros and cons to different varieties. Yeah. So we've spoken about two of them: Chandler Albion, uh, another variety that we are uh, trialing this year. It is called Ruby June. Uh, we grew it two years ago, I believe. Okay. And um, the the plants came from the nursery, fairly weak and small, so we didn't get very good yield at all that year off of them, and I, know, I didn't feel like I gave it a good test. So we uh, grew it again this year. Uh, this is billed to be the Chandler replacement, Ruby June. I'm not convinced. <laughs> it's... Okay, pros. It's it's a great tasting berry. It's mm-hmm. it's the taste is is slightly different than Chandler, but it's right up there. I mean, it's it's a great tasting berry. I like to have a berry that that I'm proud to sell, and and you know I'm not worried about someone saying yeah that's kind of whatever. Yeah, I like you know we want to be defined by growing good good fruit. Yeah. So definitely a variety that I don't mind selling in, in my store. Just a little side note, the flavor this year we are pretty sure is almost better than any other year we've it's, grown them. It's excellent. It's just fascinating. And that's across all varieties. Yeah, it's just fascinating how from year to year even the same variety can yeah, taste different. The environment and, and the way the season is going, I guess, Sunlight, plays a big part yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, excuse my side note. Yeah, so so Ruby June, uh, great tasting berry. It's not going to yield with Chandler. I don't even. I'm not sure if it's going to yield with Albion. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about yield, do you is there kind of an average guesstimate on like pound per plant kind of? Yeah, that's a number you hear thrown out. Yeah, um, that's one that most people in our part of the world are shooting for. Some places warmer climates. Um, other varieties, two and three pounds is not unheard okay. of. I don't know if in a pick your own patch you would tend to ever yield, get that kind of yield. Uh, if you have trained pickers picking, you know, you're probably going to get a higher yield yeah, than sure. if you're dealing with people who aren't trained. Yeah. So, yeah, Ruby June, it's a very interesting variety. I would like to grow more of it. Uh, if, 
Ours actually came from the nursery with some disease problems this year. If they can get that figured out and cleaned up, I would definitely be interested in growing more of them. One thing I didn't like about it, it had a really big plant again, okay. just as big as Chandler, maybe bigger. I see. And uh, I just... This year it was more of a trial with the Ruby Junes, is that right? Like we planted a couple rows. Yeah, we planted it's not, yeah, several thousand plants yeah. of them. Yeah, that's another key if you're playing around with varieties. Don't, you know, bet the farm on them. Yeah. Just try a few rows, see how they do. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if I can figure out a way to, you know, I can plant later in the fall and try for a smaller plant, but then I'm not going to get the yield. Sure. And so I'm not quite sure how to balance that with Ruby June. Anyway. We're still we're still picking them. The other thing, they're they're early. They're a little earlier than Chandler. Oh, interesting. And probably about as early as Albion, but they're a little bit more similar to an, another variety we grow called Sweet Charlie. Okay. Now, Sweet Charlie. I was going to ask about Sweet. Yeah, Charlie. they come in almost the same time, maybe just a tad later. And I thought they were done. The Ruby Junes, I thought were done. But we're actually picking some very nice ruby jeans right now. So okay. they actually kind of had a law, and now they're coming back a little bit. So we're getting some really pretty berries off of the ruby jeans, and mm. flavor is outstanding. So the fourth variety I mentioned, Sweet Charlie, we grow generally, you know, a small percentage of, of those. Now this is an early berry. Uh, it comes in 7 to 10 days before Chandler. It's just something to kind of get. Get this is another very rolling. old, fairly old variety. Yeah, isn't it? I think it's a Florida variety. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's been around for quite a while. Yeah. It used to be growing, would have been growing quite a lot in Florida. Um, yeah, so it's you know it's one that uh, yeah <laughs> it has pros and cons. It it tastes pretty good. I a lot of people really really like it. They say it's the sweetest berry you can get. I don't think it has quite the acidity, the tang that a that a good Chandler berry has, but it's it's a very good berry nonetheless. But it, like I say, it comes in seven to ten days early. That has pros and cons. Um, I've had them. It tends to be a smaller plant. I've had issues with it coming through frost events. Um, the smaller plant row covers it doesn't provide quite the protection that a bigger plant canopy and uh row cover wood i think it tends to row covers tend to get squashed down onto the blooms and uh, hmm. can cause damage even through row cover anyway that's an aside but if it's if it's blooming earlier you know you have more of a potential for uh, problems with yeah. frost protection sure we like to grow a percentage of these to just kind of get our pickers warmed up uh get our markets kind of opened up. We can start selling them in the store. Mm -hmm. Gets kind of a buzz going. We can, yeah, we can start taking pictures of ripe red fruit. Yeah, yeah, telling people it's coming, it's coming. So it's a great berry for that. And uh, we can we can even, there's enough volume, we can sometimes wholesale some of them. But um, we don't pick these very late into the season. I'd say this is a couple to three week long. Okay. Berry. It's not that they're non-existent, but they really taper off to the end. And so we actually just kind of treat this as a get us in the door variety, and then we we actually usually are they quit. kind of a smaller berry. Or is that yeah, they would tend to be a smaller berry. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some nice big ones, but yeah, it's more of a Chandler size okay. berry. 
It's not a not a monster. So. Yeah. So those are the four that we grew this year. They all have their place. They all have advantages and disadvantages. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Together, so, together, I think they work pretty well. Yeah. Did you plant any new trial varieties this year? No. Or? So I really backed off. I've like I say, a few years ago, I. I don't know how many I did. I did a lot. I had, you know, a row of this and a row of that. And I don't know, like it's kind of cumbersome. And I, so I backed off of that some. Um, In some ways you need a, a larger sample size to really get a good um, feel for how they work for you, I guess. Larger sample size, and it's good to actually trial them over a couple of years, too. Sure. Because yeah. every year is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, some varieties we've grown in, in the past. Um, well, okay, back up. Sure. There's a variety that's uh, grown south of here quite a bit in a little milder climate. It's called Camarosa. We've grown a few of these uh, in the past. Grew a few last year. It's a it's a good yielder. And, uh, people it's a pretty can, hardy berry. Is that what I'm remembering about Camarosa? What or do you not? mean hardy? Like as far as uh, sometimes when we do... Um, Wholesale, they need to sit a little bit, you know, going, oh, yeah. going from here right. to the customer. Yeah, it would be a good berry to, to ship in a clamshell. It would, yeah. It's a firmer berry. It would hold up good for that. I think it does water. takes water better than a Chandler would. Uh, it yields, at least in a warm place. Um, there's people down, like I said, in North Carolina getting two and three pounds. Oh, wow. They're picking cameras. Yeah. Flavor, uh, you need it. You need it dead ripe. It it turns almost a purplish red when hmm. when totally ripe. That's when it has optimum flavor. Can be a little challenging in a pick your own patch if your if your customers don't know that mm-hmm. they can pick uh, underripe berries that, that won't taste quite as good as they would. So anyway, we we don't grow many of those. Uh, we've grown a few in the past, but uh, it tends to be just a bit like a little bit warmer i think than than what we have here yeah but it's a very popular berry not too far away a lot of them are grown some we've tried in the past um uh it's off the top of my head we we grew one uh one year called sweet and the the yield potential on these was amazing the flavor was uh, very good but it was a, a very thin-skinned berry huge berry beautiful plants but uh man they did not hold up good in the rain is that one i almost think that's one that a friend of ours from down east uh talked about really liking maybe i could be totally uh i don't know maybe not but i think there may be a few people growing in the field but almost everyone who's growing it now are growing it in like a high tunnel to protect it from the rain it just does not do well interesting in rain uh, there's a berry called Camino Real. We've grown some of those before, and I may grow some more of those again. It's an interesting berry. I can't get the flavor here to taste that great during the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. From mid-season on, it's pretty good. Uh, great yielder, especially late in the season. I mean, it's just a steady, consistent, yeah. nice-sized berry. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We We didn't plan a this year it it does well in the heat like i said late late season oh what are some others we tried i can't, can't think of any yeah. but 
I can't. None, none are popping off the uh, the top. Of my yeah, head. Uh, I grew one last year called Archer. Uh, it comes from up north somewhere, some university. I got some, I got some bare root plants and okay. uh, trimmed them off and made my own little plugs and yeah, it didn't didn't yield very good at all. We've grown one called Flavor Fest. This is out of Maryland. Um, it's an it's especially grown. Uh, people like it north of here in the cooler places maybe over the mountains it would do pretty good it doesn't it doesn't like fertilizer uh, or as much fertilizer as we generally feed our our chandlers so it needs to be and sometimes it's hard to have a a variety that doesn't like fertilizer yeah. or, or doesn't use the same just the way we're set up it's right you're, to... you're treating whole your whole field yeah. the same it's hard to exclude you know certain things certain rows mm-hmm. so it can be a little challenging growing different varieties in in one field but uh flavor fest was you know if someone was a little farther north i definitely would give that one a try uh great great flavor as you would you would imagine and i'm quite interested there are a couple new varieties and then we can wrap this up they're working on out of out of North Carolina. Uh, we actually were privileged to trial them last year, one of the two or three farms in the state of Virginia. Uh, so this is, I think it's NC State developing these varieties. One of them is called Rocco. I think that's its new name. Uh, I knew its number last year, but it's, yeah. it's actually got a name now. Uh, that is billed as more of a sweet charlie replacement. We talked about, you know, sweet charlie that it's early berry. Yeah. And they were pretty early. Um nice big berry, good flavor. Um my biggest problem with it last year, it had a very short window, a couple weeks and then very it, similar to a, a sort of similar to a sweet charlie. I know in other places it did very well. Um, it, it yielded very well uh, down east. I have a friend in Virginia Beach, and he really liked it. So there again, berries do different things, different places, different years. I'm not saying I'd never grow mm-hmm. that variety here. Um, I was actually more interested in its in its counterpart, um, which I think, what is the name of that? Liz, I think is going to be the new name. It was 038 last year, <laughs> but uh, I think Liz okay. is its name. And they got some amazing yields out of some of the trials in, uh, in other places. Okay. I thought, Did it do well here as well? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were here. I can't remember. Which off the top last of my year head. was kind of an abnormal year. Right, and we were calling for rain damage last year, so overall yield may have been better. I think the other thing is we we weren't able to get them till probably later than we should have planted them. And I think that may have hurt our yields some too. But um yeah, this is one I would definitely like to grow next year possibly grow a, a larger number of them. Great nice big berry. They tasted great, I thought. Uh, other places, some some people didn't think they tasted that great, but man, here on our farm, I thought they were right <laughs> up there. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's educational. You you got to keep experimenting and tweaking. And yeah, there's a number of universities that are kind of pioneering, exploring new varieties. I guess. Yeah, and there's uh, yeah, 
they're you know usually the uh the virginia extension is working on maybe some trials they they grow some i think they had some this year uh yeah north carolina is big into this and so yeah i just keep my eyes on on what people are talking about and uh see yeah if uh, i can learn something and uh i don't know Some, someday maybe we won't grow chandler but that won't be next year. We'll be yeah. planting a lot of Chandlers just like just like this year. Yeah. Probably Albions again. Might might back off a little bit. I don't know. Anyway. This is the time of the year that, that we're thinking about varieties, you know, our strawberry season's winding down. We're thinking, okay, how did how did they do? Uh what's what's what are some things we learned? Uh, and then the uh the nursery folks start sending out their their lists for you know yeah. coming coming fall you pretty soon when yeah, you start you ordering start ordering yeah. in uh, june and july and the cycle repeats itself so this is kind of a time when strawberry farmers are, th- are thinking about varieties anyway and yeah varieties and vacations maybe so hopefully <laughs> <laughs> uh very good uh, I can't think of anything else that we should talk about. Is is there anything that you're thinking that I'm not remembering? No, probably went plenty long on varieties. But anyway, like no, I say, it's, 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 it's kind of a fascinating thing. For sure. You know, it's, it's one of the parts of farming that, that I enjoy. I just enjoy experimenting and tinkering and kind of the Yeah, the the figuring out how. Yeah, I think that's one of the how challenges. How to grow something well. Yeah. The challenges that I I like about farming so there you go very good all right folks that wraps up episode number four of conversations with yoder's farm uh just a reminder that if you're enjoying this podcast feel free to give us a uh review on itunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast uh if you are listening to it for the first time go ahead and subscribe and we will uh well you'll get in the next episode whenever it comes out in two weeks Whenever. Uh, at least that's the schedule we're shooting for. Um, you can also head over Unless to Yoder's Farm. on vacation. There you go. Uh, you can head over to Yoder's Farm forward slash podcast, and uh, there's links there to subscribe in a lot of the um, main podcast applications. So, Or you can listen to it there on the website. Plenty of ways to listen to the podcast. So... That is it for this episode. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you again in about two weeks. See ya.